Hi, everyone, and welcome to Commercial Real Estate Bosses, where we interview badass investors who are crushing it in the commercial real estate space. I'm your host, Sierra Hoffman, and on today's call, we have Victoria Yap at Brave Partners Investment. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Yes. So uh, actually, Shara, thank you for uh, inviting <laughs> me as one of your uh, guests. Uh, I take it as every opportunity to share our stories and um, impacting lives and just being uh, um, a medium for change. So for one of the many people out there seeking for uh, growth and, and speaking to you. Absolutely. I know a lot of people that are listening right now are wanting to get into commercial real estate. They want to learn about how you were able to accomplish it. So tell us about your story. What is your background? What did you do before? And how did you get into commercial real estate? Okay. So I'm an immigrant, first generation. I'm a registered nurse. My husband and I are registered nurses. And we started as landlords in single family rentals about 10 years ago. And so when COVID hit and as frontline staff, it dawned on me that tomorrow is never guaranteed. There's mm -hmm. a lot of negative vibes. A lot of people, colleagues have actually retired early by force because they couldn't handle the stress. Yeah. Um, people were dying. Wow. Left and right. And so... It was a scary time for us. And so when I get home, I was looking for ways and means to not be drowned in <laughs> what's going on in the society three years ago. So mm -hmm. I was uh, intentionally looking for enriching my knowledge. And I said, I want to retire early because I don't know if I can still retire and enjoy my pension and like I said, there are still many things in my bucket list I want to achieve. And so in order for me to do that, I need to multiply my resources other than being a nurse. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, being a nurse at that time was not the best option. So I was looking for other ways yeah. to generate me positive energy. And when I did my research, I joined a blog site of multimillionaires because I want to pick up their brains as to how they scaled up. What are their investment options? And that was the first time I bumped into the science of syndication. I said, what is this? And since we are already uh, landlords um, to some uh, single family rentals around my area, so it was close to our interest. I studied and um, understood and actually learned from the limited partners what market they're looking at, what kind of sponsors, deals, mm -hmm. um, key performance indicators. And so I learned firsthand from them, exchanging notes as to who's the investor. Sometimes it's not the deal. It's not the numbers, but it's the team that they can trust. Mm -hmm. So that really attracted me. And so until I saw a one local syndicator, I said, oh my goodness, this is it. <laughs> I'm getting closer. And yeah. before that, aside from doing my own research, I've been, I've started to listen to a lot of real estate podcasts, pockets, and just like soaking all these new and uh, ideas, which really diverted my attention to what everything had COVID and brought all those changes in us. So mm -hmm. it, it kept me afloat and it really drove me to really do something more. And so this is our way of scaling up. I've learned that you have to seek the mentorship of high performers and yeah. to just really 
teach you how to become better versions of yourselves. Because in this commercial real estate, it's a people business. You have mm-hmm. to establish relationships and it's based on trust because you are working with uh, the team and then you're going to be bringing in investors. And that's not far from what we do as healthcare providers. Mm-hmm. Um, people put their trust on their lives and yeah. you know, it's we take that seriously. And those values in the healthcare industry, we just transferred it through commercial real estate. Mm-hmm. The values of trust, the excellence, integrity. Yeah. Um, do our due diligence, making sure that we're investing on the right deals. We partner with people that we can trust. So that to me is just like transferring that energy and our skills to commercial real estate from single family landlords. And now we just mm-hmm. transition to commercial real estate. I love that. Yeah. So something that was obviously a challenge for everyone was affected by COVID, but obviously you being in the front line, you were affected more than others and you saw what was happening. And that really created a change just for you and your family, just mentally, emotionally. And sometimes these challenges end up being blessings because they cause us to think differently about what we want to create next in our lives. And so that was able to push you into getting into this real estate. So did you just go straight into commercial multifamily at that point? So we did a single family, like I said, uh, 10 years ago, and mm-hmm. we still kept them because uh, it's doing pretty well in the market that we are in. And then we just um, tap uh, our resources uh, to source our multifamily deals. Awesome. Yeah. So now when you first got into the business, did you start off going as a limited partner first? Did you go straight into becoming a general partner? Tell us about what that looked like. We invested as limited partners first because I want to know firsthand what's going on. It's Mm -hmm. different when you hear and you study about it until you get to a point that everything is being applied. Mm -hmm. And there were pretty significant experiences that I've learned as well that I've used when it was time for us to become general partners. I love that. So tell us what your portfolio looks like today. We are limited in partners for a total of probably close to 180 units. Mm-hmm. And then we just been part of the first GP team on a 40-unit townhouse in Tampa. And we are continuing to look at uh, deal sources, working with partners. And yeah, it's pretty that. fun and exciting and rewarding. <laughs> I love that you were able to learn a lot by being a limited partner first. A lot of people go that route if they have the capital to get into with an experienced team and build that partnership, build that experience and knowledge so that they feel a lot more confident when they're on the other side of the table and they're running the deal. Tell me about what your role is as a GP. What is it that you focus on? And did you know going into it, like I'm going to be good at XYZ? Yes. So as healthcare providers, it is natural for us to be the investor relationships team because we work with people and then Mm -hmm. we connect with people from our investors and the team. So that is very flowed in naturally for us. And we were also part of the asset management team who um, look at the way 
property is being managed. So like the managers of the managers who want to make sure that the uh, property management is doing what they're supposed to do. Perfect. Now, they say that getting into your first deal as a cheapie, that's like the hardest step. So tell us about what that was like, what kind of challenges you overcame and how long did it take before you could really get into your first GP deal? Yes, uh, it was actually nerve wracking at the same time. So many things you need to do, like you learn the underwriting part, right? You mm-hmm. find the deals. So it was for the first six months after we probably got into the mentorship, it was, yeah, I want to do everything because I want to be good at underwriting. I want to understand what the numbers look like. Mm-hmm. But then we realized that we have already inherent skills that could bring us right away into the game. And, and like I said, being the people person that we are as healthcare providers, it was like magnified when I start talking to potential partners. Mm-hmm. And just by that and raising capital, because we deal with a lot of people, it was fast and very a smooth transition for us to be in a role where like your superpowers are. So you mm-hmm. really have to reflect on what you're good at and mm-hmm. then work on the secondary or the tertiary skills. Yeah. While I am actively network with people and potential investors on the side, I'm continuing to work on my underwriting skills because I want to make sure that I, mm-hmm. I understand the numbers on the deals that we're participating at. And also looking and part of the networking is not only networking with potential investors, but also from the agents or the brokers, because you want to find those deals too. It encourages you to be that well-rounded of an investor and an operator, but hone into your superpower and natural skills. As I was like talking and relating to potential sponsors, you develop that relationship and as soon as you establish a trust, you talk to them and you shared and you underwrite several deals together before you hit to the first one and then everything comes in naturally. I love that. Now, obviously, you had your background in healthcare and so you had connections even before you got into this business. Is that Were those connections you made through work, through coworkers? Is that how you started as far as get building up your network of investors? Because I think a lot of people that are getting into this are thinking, okay, well, where am I going to find these people? How am I going to raise capital uh, when I do get into my next deal? It's a very good question because that's, I think, a, as a capital raiser, that's one of the first questions is like, how do I do this and where do I find them? I think it's a mix of my profession and the things that we do in the community. We are also servant leaders in our faith community. So we're constantly around people. And when I, when I talk to our friends, family members, people that knows us personally, I believe that the most critical and important thing that you should remember is the way you live your life should be your best branding. Mm-hmm. You don't have to like flatter anyone with who you're not. You just mm-hmm. be natural. And I think that's your biggest selling point, your track as a person, as a professional. These are the ones that can speak for yourself. And when you go out there, it becomes natural. 
So like I said, being a professional and being a servant leader in the community and like I said, how you live your life is just, for me personally, is the formula of how you best brand yourself. Because there are people who would say that I invested in not even looking at the numbers, but I invested because I trusted mm-hmm. And that holds a very uh, heavy responsibility. So Mm -hmm. like I said, being in the commercial real estate really encourages you and want to help you to become all every day the best version Mm -hmm. of yourself. Of course. Now, you mentioned earlier that you started off as a limited partner. So you invested passively with a general partner team. Now, when you got into your first deal as a general partner, were those people that you worked with on that deal the same people you invested passively with? So in other words, some people that are thinking about wanting to get into a deal and they're trying to think of a way to learn and also build a relationship with someone who is experienced. This is could be a strategy for them to say, hey, why don't you invest passively with somebody that you're thinking of um, potentially doing business with in the future and that could open up some doors? There's multiple ways how to do it and learning firsthand from the team, because I see it this way. I intentionally pick the market that we want to invest. So we also do our due diligence. So I like to stay on the states that I'm most comfortable with. Of course, you do the key performance indicators like the job growth, the economic growth and people, where, where are people moving? So to me, that, that those are important metrics. And even if I have never invested with them um, passively, but if I see a team that I ha- I can trust, that's my preference for the states that I want to invest, um, I go for it. Awesome. And so tell us about what your current investment strategy is like. Obviously, the market has changed so much. It's 2023, and we've seen a huge fluctuation as far as interest rates. So tell us about how your investment strategy has changed and what markets or states are you really interested in right now? So the Sunbelt markets are always appealing to me, but anywhere else where uh, there are good details of a deal would always get my attention. Say, for example, I know that this seems like it was an eight again, right? But mm-hmm. remember, during those times, we wish that we have bought more properties at the time when mm-hmm. there was economic turmoil. So yeah. it gives you that sense of, I know that there's a lot of uncertainties now, but you also want to be calculating the risks. You really have to dig into the numbers. Like, an assumable loan that will give you a three, four percent. If you have a deal like something like that, it's a no-brainer. Go get it, right? It's inherent in the deal. It's just passed along to you. So you look at those opportunities, the outliers, because I know that there are probably properties that are in distress right now. And if you can get a good lending rate in working with the right partners who can support the numbers, why not? Awesome. So I'd like to switch gears a little bit here and just do a kind of a deal walkthrough. So maybe walk us through that first GP deal that you did, how you were able to find the deal, get involved in that. What are some lessons that you may have learned that some of our listeners that are looking at deals right now that they can take away from that experience and tell us what the deal is looking like right now. 
So our first deal, we were invited to become uh, part of the GP team from a, a network in the warrior community. It's a community where I belong and where I studied basically the science of syndication. And so it's well-trusted partners. And the good thing about it is because looking at the uh, profiles of my partners, you have an economist, you have a, a flipper, you have the analyst. So we know that every angle is being looked at. So it was mm -hmm. a very solid team in a very solid Tampa market. And so we've had a lot of concession deals. I know that at that time last uh, fall, last year, it, it's, it has started to get affected by the unstable lending condition. But the delay actually worked out to our advantage because we had concession deals. And right now, we're going along with the time frame of our adding value. We're, we're rehabilitating or two or three units at a time, considering a mixed balance of testing the market because it, it's way below uh, rent value. And so we're going with our business plan as we have projected. We are very conservative in our steps making sure that we're actually following what the business uh, model that we have projected. And so mm -hmm. far, so good. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Victoria. Where is the best place for people to find you online if they want to learn more about you and connect with you? You can find us out at bravepartnersinvestment.com or you are one of my network now, if you don't remember us, do you remember Sierra? <laughs> and we are just about anywhere in the media space, in, which is essential in this day and age. And if we network with a lot of partners or a good community of uh, commercial real estate, you just have to establish that relationship and get start taking some action. Perfect. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to today's show. If you guys enjoyed today's episode, please write us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Every review helps us to be able to reach more and more people looking to get involved in commercial real estate. If you're looking to level up your investment game, join the Commercial Real Estate Bosses community. It's completely free, and inside, you will get access to our Passive Investing 101 Masterclass, as well as regular live trainings where you can ask questions and access to industry professionals and like-minded investors. Join for free today by going to crebosses.com slash join. That's crebosses.com slash join. Or click on the link below and I'll see you inside.